0: Out of oh, my God. What's up, you guys? Happy day. <laughs> um, I am recording this Tuesday, July 9th, 2019, the year of our Lord. I've just had a really rough hour trying to uh get my computer to work. I mean my computer works, but like my software, I was all set up, I was good to go and um had my usual desktop set up, you know i I record on logic and had my usual mic in and, uh, and then I plugged my phone in. I have an adapter for my phone, um, plugs right into your power supply on your phone, that slot. And then, uh, the other end, there's an XLR output that I plug into my, um, what do you call it? My mixer that then goes into my computer and I tested it for a possible phone call with my friend, Eric, um, but who has not gotten back to me today, so it prob- that probably won't happen. But anyway, mm-hmm. I, I then watched, and everything sounded great. I, I listened to some stuff on my phone, so the audio was working. I was trying my audio levels here on my mic, and everything was great. And then um, I, I watched something on uh, my web browser, I use Firefox, by the way. And the audio was coming through on in my headphones from my web browser. Everything was fine. And then when I closed my web browser to come back to... This is all really boring. When I came back to Logic, which is the software I record on, there, I was getting no audio signal. And so I've literally spent well over an hour trying to get my computer to work. I've switched out mics which seems to be working. So I'm using a handheld mic right now instead of my really sweet condenser mic but what are you gonna do? i just got to get a podcast out. Um, oh my God we're almost we're, we're almost two weeks we're almost two weeks into July. The year's half over. Oh. I, I'm not a fan of getting older. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, Steve? Because we're we're all really loving it. I got my iced coffee before starting to record today, so you don't have to listen to me bitch about a guy delivering coffee on a bicycle. <laughs> Um, so my back is, I almost said great. My back's not great. I'm feeling way better than I was last week, but it's still a little stiff. This is, here's something funny. When I recorded last week, my back was healing up really nicely. It was getting there and, uh, I was starting to feel limber again and you know, I could tie my shoes. I think I recorded on Monday or Tuesday Just when my back was getting better, I went out to my mother's house on the 3rd of July. Um, My sister had, uh, her birthday was July. Oh yeah, we were recording on the 2nd because it was my sister's birthday. But I also had a fitting so I couldn't go out to see my mom and sister on my sister's birthday. So I went Wednesday, drove out there. Which was the first time I'd sat in my car for a long time with my since my back injury. It was okay. I did all right. And my sister had said she wanted to barbecue for the Fourth of July. And they don't have a there's no barbecue at my mom's house. And I said, Why don't I buy you a barbecue for your birthday? Then you'll have it. You can barbecue anytime you want. You can barbecue for the fourth. And my sister, who loves barbecuing It was like great she's like yeah I'm down with that so I met my sister at uh, Walmart which was just a (laughs) there's hair on this microphone because I've got one of those fuzzy foam screens over it but hair sticks to these things and, and then I'm talking so close to it the hair goes into my mouth ugh Anyway, I go to Walmart, meet my sister, pick out a giant barbecue. That, by the way, was so incredibly heavy. Oh, my God. As we were putting it into the shopping cart or resting it on top of the shopping cart because it couldn't fit in the shopping cart, I'm just feeling my back straining as she's helping me lift this. And I'm just like, Oh God, this isn't good for my back. And then we load it in the back of my truck, and I'm just like, oh my God, this is already hurting my back. Mm-hmm. And the irony is, I hurt, you know, when I first injured my back, it was lifting something for my sister, <laughs> you know, a week and a half beforehand. And I come out to help her out, boom. So I get this barbecue, when we get it back to the house my sister has to go run an errands i'm like let's do, let's barbecue some stuff tonight she's like all right so she goes to the store she leaves and goes to hang out with a friend or something i'm like i'll just put this together cuz it said some assembly required and when they said some assembly required it meant uh, um you have to put the entire thing together from scratch it was like in a million pieces heavy cast iron pieces it's a barbecue with a smoker on the side like it was massive and it was so heavy and I, I just couldn't I was like I'm taking it out of the box right here on the back of my truck I'm going to assemble it right by my truck because it has wheels on it and then I'll just roll it to the side of the house oh my god dude oh my god dude I just said oh my god dude So I start in on this thing, and it was so much of me hunched over, bent over, sitting on the ground, kneeling, but a lot of me being hunched over. All the parts had bolts and screws, and I I didn't have any kind of electric, you know, socket sets or ratchets or anything. I had to do everything with just wrench, just plain old wrenches, and like my knuckles, my knuckles are so skinned up from just uh, doing all this stuff, and it was outside, and it was hot last Wednesday, so I was drenched in sweat, cursing, fucking cursing, because some of the parts weren't fitting together, some of the Parts were bent and not quite going together. And I just, I sounded like my dad used to sound on Christmas Eve when I could hear him downstairs putting together our presents to put under the tree. Just so much of me going, fuck, fuck, fuck. (laughs) At one point I had to go into the garage to get some tools And I turned to walk out of the garage, forgetting that the garage door doesn't go all the way up, and just banged my head on the metal underside of the garage so hard that that it bled. And I just, as loud as I could, was just like, fuck! (laughs) I was so frustrated because my back at this point was already shot, and I was just starting on this endeavor. But I'm like, oh, it's for my sister's birthday, I have to finish this. Oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> I can't remember how many times in the process of putting this barbecue <laughs> together that I yelled the phrase, I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> Which isn't funny other- outside of the context of me <laughs> trying to put together a barbecue. But oh my god, I was so annoyed. And at one point, I wasn't even halfway done. It'd been like an hour and a half of me putting this thing together. My sister finally comes home. She's got a friend with her in the car. She's been at the store. She pulls up in the driveway and stops right next to my truck and it's just and just stares at me for a second and then goes, "Oh my god, you're still putting that thing together?" I I wanted to just throw the fucking wrench at her car. I said, "Please," I go, "Please, just don't talk to me." <laughs> I was so fucking annoyed with that barbecue. Ugh. And then, boom! Yeah, it was done. It worked great. Um. But I, my back was just in excruciating pain again. It was like I, I completely backslid to right where I was, you know, a week and a half ago. And not just my back because I was like, lifting stuff and hunched over. It's like now my upper back, like right between my shoulder blades on the right side. So kind of like between my spine and my right shoulder blade in the back upper, upper back. is so sore. And <laughs> I, I can look up, I can look down, I can look to my right. The second I move, turn my head to my left, like to where my, my chin is near my left shoulder, excruciating pain. And I just want to be at the gym working out and I'm in so much pain. And so I did, I was just icing my back for the last week and, uh, I, I've done the worst shit in the past week. (laughs) I did that. And then the next day I just wanted to get out of the house. I was so annoyed with having to put that barbecue together. I left the next morning, um, went to my friend Seth's house, um, for 4th of July, um, and just swam in his pool for hours, just hung out in a pool for hours. And honestly, that felt great on my back, just like treading water and just being kind of weightless. Just, oh my, thinking about about it right now just really puts me at ease. It felt so fucking good. And uh, this is like, it was uh, Thursday. I guess 4th of July was Thursday. So this was Thursday afternoon. And I was like, I have not been out to take photos in so long. Ever since my back injury, I had just not picked up my camera and gone out. Like I do it all the time. Like photography really is my favorite hobby. It's if I could make a living doing that, I would get out of this business. I just love taking photos. I love being by myself. I love the solitude of also just sitting in my place on my computer editing, just looking at different, you know, uh, color corrections and, you know, croppings. I I just love it so much. But once I had this back injury, I just couldn't even sit at my desk to edit old photos really. And let alone just leaving to go out and just take photos, you know, out and about, So 4th of July, I was like, I really want nothing more than to go out and take pictures. It's been two weeks. This is ridiculous. And so I just kept calling people and texting people going, hey, where can I go take photos of the fireworks? I want to take some like long exposure photos of fireworks. I just need to get out and take pictures, you know. You don't have to go with me. I don't need anyone to be with me. I just want to know where I can go. And so the general consensus was the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. They do like a pretty massive fireworks show. And I was like, and a whole show from inside the Rose Bowl, inside the stadium. But I was like, I just need to get to the parking lot set up my tripod and sit and take long exposure photos. And so I, I text messaged a friend who was who lives near there and works near the Rose Bowl. I was like, where could I park? Because I know it's going to be a zoo around the actual Rose Bowl. Where can I park? He sent me a link to this, like a Marriott with a public garage. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So I went right from Seth's house. So I'm like in my pool clothes, but I have like some jeans in my car and like I have flip flops. And so I get to this Marriott and it's like two miles away from, uh, from the Rose Bowl. So now I'm like, oh man, my poor back, I'm about to walk two miles And I'm in flip-flops. What the fuck do I do? And I, and I start digging through the back of my truck. I have like an extended cab. So there's like a back seat just full of junk. And I start digging and I found, find a pair of tennis shoes, um, a pair of sneakers. Chuck Taylor Converse All-Stars, which, as you know, are those like canvas sneakers. They look really cool. Not the most comfortable, but I was like, this will be better than flip-flops probably. But I didn't have socks. So I put those things on and I start to walk. I get maybe a mile and realize that doing this without socks is a huge mistake. My toes are rubbing against the canvas sneakers on the inside, and it is literally scraping the skin off of the knuckles on my toes and just scraping like my heels and my Achilles tendon tendons, both of them. And I'm not even to the Rose Bowl. I'm not even halfway, but I'm like, I want to take photos. This is happening. I don't care. I'm just going to deal with the pain. I get to the Rose Bowl and it is packed. Everyone has had the same idea. The parking lot is just packed with people. I find a a wall to sit on and I just kind of park it there. I put my tripod up in front of me and I just sit there And I'm like forty five minutes early, and uh, so I just sit and I'm by myself, and I sit and wait and wait and wait forty five minutes. Finally, at about nine thirty p.m., the uh, the fireworks start, and they are awesome. Totally glad I did it. It was worth the blisters and skinned up feet. Um. I stayed for the whole thing, and then uh, as soon as it was over, everyone was like walking back to their cars. So it was just like just this mass exodus, and I'm just like stuck in a crowd, and I hate crowds, and I am like try taking all these detours to get away from the crowds, which just end up making me walk like probably a quarter mile extra. By the time I get to my car, my back once again is completely fucking shot because Chuck Taylor's... If you don't know what they are look them up but I I feel like probably everyone knows what they are Chuck Taylors are just a flat sole they offer no support um so my back once again is jacked this was Thursday um it's still way better than it was last time I I recorded this podcast like and then uh <laughs> Two days ago, Sunday, I'm now like super amped and I'm out taking photos and I'm getting some good stuff. And so Sunday I wake up. It's just a lazy Sunday, as the Lonely Island like to say. I was like, I'm just going to lay on the couch, play some video games. So I fire up the Xbox playing video games. And I was like, you know What? this is fucking dumb. I'm being lazy. It's a Sunday. It's nice outside. The weather was like 80 degrees. I should go outside. I got to find a really cool place. I don't care if it's far. I'll drive. I'll do a road trip to take some cool photos, even if I have to get a hotel for the night. And so I'm like, Oh, I'll look at some route 66, you know, Route 66 goes all the way across the country. There's really cool stuff to take photos of, hotels and buildings and weird gift shops and shit all the way uh, across the country. And so I'm like, I'm going to see what's in California on Route 66. So there's this really cool uh, old hotel slash cafe called Roy's in a town called Amboy, which is almost... 200 miles from 200 miles away I'm like fuck it I'm gonna drive out there and take photos if I leave now I'll get there just as the sun's setting and I'll get some cool photos which I did you can go on my Instagram and look at I have this really cool photo of this old tiny church and of the cafe and literally those there's nothing out there on this road except for The cafe, um, that church and a post office. It's just like three buildings. It's bananas. And I think the hotel doesn't work. doesn't work. Isn't operational anymore. I don't even know if the cafe is the gas station that's connected does, but whatever. So I drive out there and it was, took me like three, three and a half hours. Um, and, uh, You know, went out, took photos, sun went down, I drove back. So (laughs) it's about seven hours worth of driving. So once again, my back is shot. Um, And literally just all over, not just the lower back, but like the middle back, the shoulder blades, my neck, like everything is just, I got to get some new stuff to talk about. (laughs) I need a new injury. This back stuff is old news. It's old hat. Done talking about my mom's leg, hip stuff, which, by the way, my mom's doing way better. She's, when I went out uh, on the 3rd of July, she was moving around without her walker. Not a lot, but she'd, like, get up from her desk in the living room and, like, walk to the other side of the room gingerly, but she's still using the walker a lot, but she's really doing a lot better. The bathroom is finished pretty much. I took a, I I used her bathtub, her walk-in bathtub uh, last week because my back was all sore after doing that barbecue. My mom's like, why don't you just soak in the bathtub? She's like, you got to do this. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And it was awesome. Put some Epsom 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 salts in there. Some bath oils and I just sat on this fucking in this gigantic bathtub with a door in it. It was awesome. It fills up really fast. And uh more importantly when you're done and you open the drain, that thing drains in like 30 seconds. It's it's really impressive. My mom loves it. She's been using it for like a month now. The bathroom wasn't even finished. They just got the bathtub in first, and she's just been going in, in there. Like just everything is just plywood and just torn apart, but she, she would just go in every night and use the bathtub. She loves it. Can't reckon, recommend those enough. Um, but I used that, and it felt great. I'm hoping my friend Eric gets back to me. I have a friend, Eric Vespi. He's like, I'll talk to you anytime you want um, about gout. Apparently he's got gout. And I've had a few scares, (laughs) self-inflicted scares, like nothing like a doctor's like, you might have gout. It's literally just like my feet were hurting. And after doing a WebMD search, I was like, I think I have gout. My friend Eric has been dealing with it, and he's like, I'll talk to you about it. I was like, great. And I just wanted to have a guest for today. I was like, oh, my God, these people are just going to have to listen to me talk about my back again. This is no fun. And so this morning I texted him. Hey, man, what are you doing? You want to talk about gout? (laughs) And he has not replied, which means he's probably in the hospital. (laughs) Happy price. Go to your happy price, priceline uh, Dave Dasmalchin, friend of the show, has just texted me. <laughs> he sent me a screen capture of his <laughs> a text exchange with his wife. Where he wrote, Did you make it? I don't know what this is in reference to, <laughs> but he asked her, Did you make it back okay? Her reply was, no, I'm dead. <laughs> and his reply was, what happened? And she replied, no, I'm being sarcastic. Great, Dave. Um, I wonder if Dave has anything to talk about. I'm going to text him right now. On oh, my neck. Oh, shit, that's my sister calling. I'm always afraid now when somebody calls that it's, you know, when my sister calls or something that uh, there's a problem. So I'm going to pause this and talk to my sister (laughs) because I'm just paranoid. So uh, I'll be right back. And I'm back. (laughs) I just hate that feeling of... Like, if I see that my caller ID is from my mom's house, I'm not as worried. I'm like, oh, she just wants to talk. And that's usually the case. But I get worried when it's my sister's cell phone that pops up on my caller ID because we never talk <laughs> unless I'm at home. Like, she never calls me. I never call her. So like when my sister calls, my heart just sinks. I'm like, oh my god, something happened to my mom. Um, so I just called back, and they're at the uh, auto mechanic because my mom's car's running weird, and that's all they wanted to tell. <laughs> that's all they wanted to tell me. Like, oh Jesus, you really freaked me out. My heart was like racing. Because she tells me nothing. She leaves me a message going, it's my sister. Hey, Steve, you got to call us back. I'm like, oh, well, they're at the hospital, clearly. And um, I call, and she's like, here's mom. <laughs> Mom's like, hey, we're at the mechanic. My car's running really strange. Which I don't know why my mom had to be there. Like, why couldn't my sister just take the car and... I don't understand the the thought process with uh, her. Sometimes it's like, why did you make mom get in her walker and walk to the car? And uh, um, uh. this all just remind it all just reminds me. I just get really nervous when I see the caller ID, and that just. That's just a, a, an after effect, I think, of when my dad was sick and dying. It seemed like every single time I would get a call from home and see their caller ID come up, it was just bad news. And so I would, it just got to the point where, you know, any time of day I'd see, you know, mom and dad pop up on the caller ID and I'd just be like, oh, fuck what happened now? I just really feel like n- almost nauseous and so sick to my stomach when I just see their caller ID come up. You know, dad's in ICU or your dad took a turn for the worse. And it was just like <clears throat> a good day for me back then Four four years ago was getting no phone calls. <clears throat> the whole no news is good news thing. And so now I'm back to that place where, you know, since my mom fell down the stairs and it was my sister that called me, now when I see my sister's name come up on caller ID, I'm just like, like oh, shit, man. Like what now? Um, it's so fucked up having, when one of your parents dies, at least for me, like when my dad died, I am now just hypersensitive about everything uh, having to do with my mom. I'm just so like, ugh. The thought of her passing away really freaks me the fuck out. Um, ugh. She's like the only really close family I have. I mean, I have some great family, you know, but not people that I hang out with or talk to often at all. So it's, it's really weird when you lose one parent you're just like, I just got one left. I got to make sure she's okay. Like I'm now I'm at a point where I'm just constant. I'm the one that's constantly calling her going, how you feeling today? What's happening today? You uh, feeling good? You take a bath Did you, you know, you're taking your medicine. Just, I'm like a parent now. It's fucking horrible. She's only 79. She could live another 15, 20 years. But I am so fucking terrified of getting that phone call. Ugh, even talking about it makes me sick to my butt. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess my friend Eric's not going to call. Let's do some emails. My email all my email accounts are all just junk mail. Like I have one account that I just use for signing up for shit. Like or you know, when you have to fill out online forms, I just have a fucking you know email account. It's like a burner telephone. And it is literally like it's like eighty fucking emails a day and I click unsubscribe to all of them look at this I went to Catalina once for a for that goddamn wedding and now I'm getting emails I'm just clicking unsubscribe right now this will stop all emails from Catalina Express yes I didn't sign up for fucking emails uh and it, now it's <laughs> You can't just click on unsubscribe and stop getting these emails. You click on un- unsubscribe, and then it takes you to another page. Hey, we're sorry to see you go. We have removed your email from all Catalina Express mailing list. Did you unsubscribe by accident? No, motherfucker. Who uh, unsubs... Oh, fuck. I think I accidentally unsubscribed from Catalina Express boats. Please take a moment to tell us why you chose to unsubscribe. And I always click, I never signed up for your emails. The other options, I get too many emails from you. The content is no longer relevant to me. The content is not what I expected or other. I wish I could click fucking all of these reasons. But I guess I never signed up for your emails. Thank you, your comments have been recorded. Fuck you. Hulu. Why sites that I don't even know what this is. Um all right, let's see. Here's one. <laughs> All right. Here's one from Margaret. So I was talking about how tall people die <laughs> at a younger age. And the subject is tall people live way shorter lifespans. Dash not always. Which is not, that's good to hear. Hi Steve, my father was six foot two. And lived to be 93. That's amazing. I realize he's not as giant as you, but 6'2 is not short. He also lived way longer than either of his parents, showing that your parents' health is not your destiny. Love the podcast. Keep it up. Thanks, Margaret. <sighs> Thanks for that reassurance. <laughs> It'd be fucked up if I put this podcast out and then just died. <laughs> Why did he die? As far as I can tell, he just died from being tall. <laughs> Wait, is that that's? Is that the? Uh, I think that's the. Uh, that's the title. Hold on. Uh, well, that's good ninety three that's amazing I would love to be not live to be in my 90s if I was spry it seems like people are either like they're mentally just sharp as attack and physically just like shot to hell which seems like kind of a bummer or they're physically great, but mentally they're just gone. But there's... A, I mean, there's exceptions, obviously. Um, I'm going to archive that. Alright. Here's one from Tom. We don't get a lot of male emails, so thank you for this, Tom. It's just like, uh, hi, I'm Tom, and uh, I'm actually a female... <laughs> tom bolina is my full name uh this is from tom simple back prehab routine this is good to know i do this every morning and it keeps my back pretty trouble free here's the short version uh the cat camel stretch to make sure everything's aligned correctly 10 bird dogs 10 side planks 10 curl-ups takes two minutes or less it's very good, Tom. Um, here's the long version. He gave me some links. Uh, here's the author's bio. He's done a lot of writing about back issues and back rehab. Um, I'll tell you the website is www.backfitpro.com if you guys are curious. Um, I do a lot of these. Well, not a lot of these. I do the cat camel stretch which I think is just a different name for the one that I do with my yoga instructor, uh, which I believe she calls the cat cow stretch, which is you get on all fours on your hands and knees, and then you kind of push your, like push your stomach down. So your back is like dipped like the opposite of an arch. And then you kind of stretch and push your back up. So it's it's arched upwards like when a cat arches its back and you do some reps of that and it actually feels really great on your spine. Um, I think that's the same thing. I'll have to look at these links. Bird dogs. I do not know what those are. Side planks. Planks are when you just, I do regular front planks, which are kind of like a push up, only instead of on your hands, you're on your forearms. Like you bend your elbows and kind of go down on your elbows and forearms. Uh, side plank is exactly what it sounds like. You do that, but on your side, I do that sometimes. And 10 curl ups, which I believe, well, when I'm at the gym, I do them where I you hop up on that machine where your forearms are resting on these pads and your legs are off the ground. You kind of almost do like crunches. I think that's what it means. I got to look at these. I got to save this and look at these exercises. But uh, thank you for that. Thank you for thinking of my back health, Tom. I'm flagging this. I'm going to look at these afterwards. Um, let's see. I'm reading these. I'm scanning these first. something. Being 50 really has screwed everything up. Where's my friend? I thought I had something I really need to. I know I talked last week about my brain going south, but I need to write down issues that I have. Because I'll be, a lot of times, I, I think of a lot of this stuff in my car. I spend a lot of time in my car, so I'm like, oh, I should talk about this. And then because I'm driving, I never look at my phone while I'm driving. And neither should any of you. So many accidents happen while people are looking at their phone or texting. or, And I have friends who do it, and I hate it. If I'm in the car with them, I'll say something, because I don't want to die because my friend's like, I have friends who I have a friend who like we went on a road trip and like literally he was like looking at his phone like every five fucking minutes while driving and just like, oh man, I got to show you this and like pulling up Instagram and like show, I'm like, what are you doing? Like pulling up photos we were out taking photos and then we're in his car and he's like trying to edit a fucking photo and put on Instagram. I'm like, dude, you got to stop. I don't want to fucking die. <laughs> it is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Um, and it happens all the time. I get in my car. I put my phone down. I do not look at it the whole time I'm driving. You know, I have one of those cradles that suction cups to your windshield that you put your phone on. You can charge it. Um, and I sometimes use it to, uh, uh, for GPS, like directions. I'll put it up and I'll glance over at that once in a while. But otherwise, I pretty much just put my phone down. I have my ear my AirPods in, so if someone calls, I can just take a call uh, hands-free, but it's just not worth it. I used to. I used to look at my phone and like, you fucking don't even realize. You really space out when you look at your phone. (laughs) True story. Here's a true story. This really happened to me. This was probably... I think this was pre-iPhones. I had a phone, and I think it was a Palm Pilot, kind of like a BlackBerry. This was before iPhones, so this was early 2000s. But you could still text on them. I was driving in my car. I was in Burbank, and my friend Mike kept texting me And I was still at a point where I was like, I don't want to look at my phone while I drive. I think that's dumb. And so I really still, you know, never was very into looking at my phone while I drove. It was just on city streets. And I remember I was on Verdugo in Burbank, Verdugo Avenue, coming up to Buena Vista. And I was at a light. So I was finally able to look at my light because the the or, or look at my phone because the light was red. It's just like a bunch of bullshit. Like, hey man, what are you doing tonight? Me and my friends are doing this, and you should join us. In it's just a lot of texting, which you could have all done in one text, but like because it's just bing bing bing. Just I'm just constantly getting notifications. I'm like, shit, is there an emergency? So we're at the stoplight, and I finally look down and I see all these fucking pointless text messages and the lights red and I start to text him. Um, and I'm literally writing, Hey man, I can't text right now. I'm driving. That is what I'm in the process of writing. I see in my peripheral vision that the light has turned green and the car in front of me has started to go. So I'm just finishing up and I'm starting to go. And then I think some, and I'm at a, at a corner where we're turning right and the girl in front of me is starting to turn right. I'm starting to go behind her and I look back at my phone to hit send and someone walks out into the crosswalk and so she stops. I do not see it and I just rear end this person. And I'm fucking mortified because I'm literally writing, I can't text right now, I'm driving. So dumb, so fucking dumb. And, um, you know, I'm probably like 32 years old when this is happening and, uh, haven't been in a lot of accidents and I'm just like parent, I'm just terrified. I'm like, oh, is it going to be just some big giant guy that's going to get out and kick my ass? It's always my first thought is, oh, someone's going to shoot me or stab me or something. But I get out of my car, we pull over and I get out and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Sorry. I go, I didn't see that person walk out. I didn't tell her I was texting, but I'm like, I didn't see that person walk out in front of you, you know, making you have to stop. I go, I'm so sorry. It's just very nice. Could not have been nicer. Thank God. I love that. And that's something I always try and do. Like if I get, I've been rear-ended once or twice, nothing major, but I always get out. And I'm like, hey, are you okay? I'm like, it's fine. It's an accident. You know, we'll let insurance take care of it. And then if they're like, um, I don't have insurance, then I go fucking ballistic. (laughs) But she gets out. We look at her bumper and my front bumper and she's like, everything looks fine. She's like, don't worry about it. She goes, maybe we should exchange info just in case like uh, insurance info. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. She's like, do you have any paper or anything to write on? I'm like, "Uh, let me check in my car. I go in. I for the life of me can find no paper, no. You know, I usually keep like a small notebook for if I think it's something funny for stand-up, like a joke or something. I'll, I'll pull over and I'll write down these ideas. So I usually keep a small notebook, notepad. I couldn't find that. I couldn't find so much as a receipt to write on. All I've got in my car <laughs> are some headshots for like when I go to auditions, like right in the pouch behind my driver's seat. I was like, Oh my God, this is so fucking embarrassing. I'm about to give her all my info on the back of a fucking headshot. (laughs) So I, I take the headshot out and I write down, you know, my insurance carrier, my policy number, my name and phone number and I go up and I hand it to her. And I'm like, I go, this is really embarrassing. This is the only paper I have in my car. I'm so embarrassed. And I hand her my headshot. So Hollywood. This was also at a time where I had not been on a TV show yet. I had not worked yet. You know, I'd done maybe one or two commercials and I was working a, as a writer I don't even think I was writing it. I think I was just doing research on Jimmy Kimmel Live at the time. So I, I had nothing. I just had this dumbass headshot. I looked like such an a hole. She laughed. We dated for a couple months. No, just kidding. <laughs> and that's how I met your mother, son. I had a really bad uh, experience. It's so scary getting in an accident. I had an experience once where um, I'd gone out to Joshua Tree for New Year's to this really big party, and it was out of control. Like There were hundreds of people at my friend's house. And I usually go out there all the time, and I have no trouble getting a hotel because it's Joshua Tree. It's out in the desert, and it's winter, and there's nobody out there. So I made no plans ahead of time. And I go out to Joshua Tree going, oh, I'll go to this party. And then I'll get a hotel afterwards. And so uh, I get out there and start calling some hotels that I usually stay at when I'm out there. And they're all booked. Sorry, we have no vacancy. No vacancy. I was like, fuck. Like, well, maybe I'll just crash on my friend's couch. Not realizing that there's just like 400 fucking people at his party. Uh, so I get there and hanging out, and you know, smoke a little weed, and I took mushrooms. I did fucking mushrooms, and like, was just having a great time. But come about three, three thirty in the morning, I'm like, start. Everything's wearing off, and I'm starting to get really tired. And like, the party's still going strong. Like, there's people dancing in the living room. I'm like, well, there's no way I'm gonna sleep on this couch. I can't drive home. I'm so fucking tired. I'm just going to go sleep in my car. So I go to my car and it was winter. And this is the high desert. It's like 3,000 feet up there in Joshua Tree, three to 4,000 feet. And so it is freaking cold. Like I've seen it snow there and uh, and it's windy. And it was probably, you know, like in the thirties. So I sit in my car and I'm wearing a jacket and i was just like, This is clearly too cold. And so I would do that thing where I'd turn on the engine and I'd blast the heat for like five minutes till I just couldn't stand it anymore. Then I'd turn the engine off and sleep for about 15, 20 minutes and then it would just be freezing again. So I did this a few times and finally it's like, it's like 4.30 or 5 in the morning and I'm just like, all right, I'm not stoned anymore I'm not I I don't even think I drank I'm like like this is bullshit I'm gonna drive home I've gotten a a little bit of sleep here I'm gonna drive home so I'm driving and it's you know it's like a two and a half three hour drive and so I get back to LA make it the whole way no problem manage to stay awake get off the freeway I'm driving home on the side streets and I am probably a mile from my apartment And I basically did the same thing where I rear-ended that woman who was turning right and then stopped. Um, But I was just kind of in a daze, so tired and this car in front of me was turning right onto this main street so close to my apartment and I start turning and then I look to the left to see if it's still clear, not realizing they've stopped and I rear-end them and I rear-end them actually pretty goddamn hard like their trunk popped open. (laughs) That's always funny. That happens in the movies too. It's just the trunks like, and I was like, ah fuck. And then before, like the, it was a woman driving and her husband was in the passenger seat. It's like fucking seven o'clock in the morning. The streets are empty. By the way, I still, to this day, don't know why she stopped. The coast was totally clear. There was no one coming. She started to go and then just decided to stop. But whatever, she had the right to do that. And so she starts to pull over. And before she has even come to a complete stop, her husband has jumped out of the passenger seat and is fucking screaming. And I was like, I don't even want to get out of my car and deal with this guy. He was probably like in his 50s. You know, I was in my early 30s, and um, I think he was Armenian. Not that that matters, but he's like, part of the time he's yelling in Armenian, I think. <laughs> and so I don't understand what he's saying half the time, but he is level 10 yelling. Like, oh, yeah, bah, 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 bah. He's just right up in my wind. I haven't even gotten out of the car. I'm just like, I don't want to deal with this my window's like halfway rolled down and he's yelling and I just pull out my phone and I start dialing. He goes, what are you doing? What are you doing? I go, I'm calling the fucking police. And he immediately calms down. (laughs) Like there's something shady going on with his car. I'm sure of it. He's like, no, you do not call the police. And I'm like, it's an accident. I have to call the police. And so then he runs over to his wife. Who's just standing by the car nice lady like very quiet she's standing there and he just starts yelling at her i told you to fucking go what are you doing what the fuck are you like and he's yelling at her and then and that's what i like cannot stand that shit and so then i jump out of the car and i run over there i'm like motherfucker i go what the fuck are you doing why are you yelling at your wife assuming it's his wife maybe he's having an affair maybe this is like another woman I'm sure it's his wife, but he's, he's like yelling at her and I just go ballistic. I I start yelling. I'm like, why the fuck are you yelling at your wife? I go, it's my fault. I go, dude, it's my fault. Don't yell at her. Stop fucking yelling at her ass. I'm like calling him asshole. She's still not talking, but I'm going fucking ape shit on this dude yelling at him not to fucking (laughs) yell at his wife and he will not yell at me. He will not engage with me. Finally, the police show up and the damage really was minimal. I just kind of hit his, the back enough to make his trunk pop open, but there's a little bit of damage. And It was one of those cars with like a kind of a rubber plastic bumper back end, you know, like no chrome at all, it dented it a little. And, uh, the the whole time I'm like, it's my fault. I go, it's my bad. You guys started to go. And I looked the other way and went and hit you. The cops finally showed up, and they're like, "Give us your in your uh, your insurance info." And I did, and exchanged it. I never heard from them again. Never. I don't even think it was reported. So who knows what the fuck was going on? But they had insurance, or they had insurance cards. Um, but I think when I called my insurance company, I didn't say that it was my fault, just in case we didn't hear from these people again. I was like. I got in an accident. Here's the other people's insurance info. Here's the police report number. All this. That was crazy. All right, we're about about an hour. I'm going to end this. Really, gonna. Tr- I have nothing happening this week, you guys. I'm really going to try and get some guests. Um, I got to bank a bunch of episodes going to make that happen. I swear to God. Um, all right, I'm going to end this. Maybe, maybe I'll break a bone or something. So I have something better to report next next week. Actually, I, yeah, I'm going to try and break a bone. (laughs) Um, so have a great weekend. Have a great week. Stay healthy. Don't yell at your wives. Don't yell at your girlfriends your don't yell at anybody. Um, I'm gonna do some stitcher premium stuff for about 15 minutes and uh, take care of yourself you guys all right bye a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.